Good morning, friends. This is Joel Martin with you for the Everlasting Word. Now, today we're going to be in the book of Romans, chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 18 through 21. And today's message would be, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. And if we think about sin in two in two ways, from a worldly standpoint, we know that Satan is the prince and the power of the air of this world. So from a worldly standpoint, everywhere we turn, sin abounds. There's sin everywhere. We read the newspaper, there, there's murder, there's rape, there's, there's all kinds of things going on in the newspaper. We turn the television on and watch the news, we see the same thing, that sin abounds abounds everywhere in this world, but also from <clears throat> changing from a worldly standpoint to a personal standpoint, every one of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And until we've come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, sin abounds in our life. We have a death sentence. The wages of sin is death and the ultimate death of being eternal death in hell. But by Jesus Christ's death on the cross, he can shed his grace upon us. And where sin did have a death sentence on us, now we can live by grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus offers that free gift of grace to each and every one of us. But if we look in Romans chapter 5, <clears throat> beginning with verse um, 18, it says, Therefore, as the offense of one, that offense of one being Adam, judgment came upon all men unto condemnation. So the sin of Adam and Eve in the garden, that that proved that, that man has a sin nature and every generation after Adam and Eve was born with a sin nature. That's what, that's what the, the Bible means that we were born into sin. We were born with a sin nature and we know that there is only one only one that was ever born that did not have a sin nature, and that was our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he came. He was born of a virgin. He, he did not, that, that, that sinful nature of man did not pass unto him. He was born. He did not have a sin nature. He lived a perfect life so that he could be that sinless, spotless Lamb of God for you and I. And it goes on and it says, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, that righteousness of one being Jesus Christ himself. It says the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. And we really think about this free gift. Jesus Christ did all the work for you and I to be saved. He came. He was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect life. He lived a sinless life. And we'll, we'll never understand and, and until we get to glory the pressure, the temptation, and the relentless uh, pressure and temptation that Jesus was under every day of his life because Satan knew all he had to do was get him to sin one time. 
Get, just get him to sin one time, and then all of mankind was doomed for a devil's hell. So if we really think about it in that perspective, the the intense pressure that our Lord lived under every day and, and the, the sacrifice that he made for you and I every day to be that sinless, spotless Lamb of God, if we really study about it and think about it, because all Satan had to do was get him to sin just one time and we were lost forever but see through that righteousness of one jesus did all the work so that you and i could freely receive a free gift of salvation a free gift of eternal life to be joint heirs with the son to the father's throne in heaven forever but see by jesus's perfect life and going to the cross and shedding his blood for you and I, righteousness through that free gift came upon, came to you and I to justify you and I, even though we didn't deserve it, to justify us by the shed blood that Jesus shed on the cross that would justify us, that would cover our sins. And when God the Father would look upon us, he would not see our sin. He would see the shed blood that his, that his only begotten son shed on the cross of Calvary. And that justifies you and I before God the Father. Even though the best you and I can do before God is as of filthy rags. And if we just by faith, just by faith, we don't have to do any great work. We don't have to accomplish any great, great thing. We don't have to have our name in lights. <coughs> we don't have to do anything like that. Just in order to be justified before God the Father, we just simply have to accept by faith the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's that simple. Jesus, God the Father made the plan of salvation so simple that even I could not mess it up. Even I could not mess it up. But see, it goes in verse 19. It says, For as by one man's disobedience, that one man, again, being Adam, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. All men were made sinners because it proved that we were born with a sin nature. And it says, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. And can, can you, but I can't understand for the life of me. I look back over my life and how I could be made righteous, but I'm made righteous simply because of my faith that I've put in the death, the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and the work that he did for me. It was, we're, we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Jesus did all the work so that I may be saved. Jesus did all the work so that you may be saved. Jesus did all the work so that you and I may be justified before the Father. And isn't that wonderful? If we look in, in, in Romans 5, 1, it says, therefore being justified by faith. How are we justified? We're justified by faith. We're not justified by any great accomplishment or any, or the amount of money we might have put in the offering plate or anything like that, or what degree we may have earned or who we pal around with or associate with or whatever. We're simply justified before God the Father by faith. Isn't that amazing? 
God doesn't ask us to do anything great. He doesn't ask us to to do any great work. He doesn't. Uh, the, the, the ground at the cross is level. Anyone that whosoever believeth should not perish, but have everlasting life. But see, by the disobedience of Adam, many, mankind was made sinners. However, by Jesus's obedience, Mankind can be justified by faith before God the Father. And it says in verse 20, it says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Now, <clears throat> the law, and a lot of times when we hear the law, we immediately, or at least I do, immediately think of the Ten Commandments. Now, the law came, the law is our schoolmaster. The law is what shows us our sin. And there was another reason for the law. Another, there had to be an established law so that God the Father could send his only begotten son and he could satisfy that law for you and I, do for, do for you and I what me and you could not do for ourselves. We couldn't satisfy God's law. There was absolutely no way. There's not a person that has ever walked on this earth that could satisfy the law of God other than God the Son himself. Jesus came and part of that sinless life that he lived. He lived that perfect life in the likeness of sinful man, and he lived it. He satisfied God's law. He did for me. He did for you what we couldn't do for ourselves. And, and while he was standing before Caiaphas, he stood as a lamb slain before men. He was taking the blame. He was, he was bearing my sin. He was bearing your sin. And he that knew no sin became sin for you and I so that we may be be justified by faith before God the Father. And it says, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Now, I look back over my life, absolutely, sin has abounded. It says, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. There is no sin other than the sin of unbelief, just, just flat out unbelieving. There is no sin that anybody has ever committed that if they come to the Lord Jesus Christ with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, believing in the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and confessing the fact that they're a sinner and they need the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, there is no sin that His blood cannot cleanse. For as we sing the song, there is power in the blood. There is no sin. If you're out there listening and you think you've gone too far, no, you have not gone too far. There is no sin. There is nothing that the blood of Jesus Christ cannot cover, cannot cleanse, and cannot make you white as snow, and cannot justify you before God the Father. There's nothing. You just simply have to come by faith, and the blood that he shed on the cross will cleanse you of your sins and make you righteous by his grace. And that's how that grace would much more abound than sin. And then it says in verse 21, it says, That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life 
by Jesus Christ our Lord. Now we know the first part of this sentence that as sin hath reigned unto death. Now we know we've been taught all our life that the wages of sin is death. Yes, there is pleasure in sin for a season, but yes, Sin has its consequences, and we know when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and they tried to to ridiculously cover their sins with figs, cover their nakedness with fig leaves, and we know that God made them uh, God made them a covering. We know that some animal in the garden had to shed its blood, had to die to cover their sins. And we know that the supreme sacrifice for our sins is the Lord Jesus Christ, the faith by faith in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is no other remedy for sin. Don't let any anybody else. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no man cometh unto the Father except for by me. There is no other way to access God the Father except for by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot access God the Father unless you come by faith in God the Son. There is no other way to access the throne of God. It must be through faith of God the Son. And sin had a, had a sentence on us until we came to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're out there and you've never been saved and you're listening to this program, sin has a death sentence on you. It has an eternal death sentence on you. You, you, you're, 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 you are eternally will die an eternal death in hell. That hell, you will go there as an intruder. Hell was created for Satan and his angels. But the, as the Bible says, flesh and blood shall not enter into the kingdom of God. And if you go to hell, you'll be going of your own choice and, and, you, and, and, and anything that you've done in your life for Jesus Christ has provided the way for you to go to heaven, to be justified before God the Father. And it's up to you to accept that by faith. And it says, So might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So if we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we will have eternal life through him. Now that's the message today. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope it's been a help to you. This is Joel Martin.